What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I want to do a couple of tool reviews for you. Just just short, short, brief tool reviews. And I did a tool review on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago on the, um, the UEI COA2 carbon monoxide meter. And, and I kind of enjoyed it. And I know you can't see it, but I like... I kind of like the um, the obstacle of, of describing things through words rather than video. I mean, it's kind of a challenge for me, and, and, I, and I enjoy challenges. So I'm going to review these two tools for you, and I feel they're underrated as far as tools that techs could be using on a weekly basis out in the field, okay? I've never been an airflow guy, so a lot of airflow practices and... And ways of doing things kind of have have not defeated me, but they've never been they've never been part of what I've done in the past. Um, in commercial, it's really hard to get to duck work and and stuff like that. And, and if there's a big huge issue, we'll probably hire a, hire out an air balancer. So what I want to do is I want to review and give you a quick demo of the uh, Testo 410i. Okay, that is a a rotating vane anemometer and the Testo 405i, which is a hot wire anemometer. So I'm going to get to those in a minute. But one thing I got to do is is break down something here because every time I post about AC Smart Seal Quick Shot, every time I get into these arguments, professional arguments, okay, but. I'm getting tired of repeating myself over and over and over and over again. And and it's fine if I have to talk to one person about it, but when there's 15 people challenging me on a post, I want to make sure I get my message across to all those 15 people, and it's exhausting, and I really don't have time to do it. So I want to break down what I've done with the product, and I kind of want to break down, and you guys that listen on a regular basis obviously know I've talked about it before, um, the composition and, and how the product can be used and, and how it's non-clogging and all that. But I'm going to start from scratch, okay? And I'm going to break it down for you. And I'm going to break down the, 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 the different tests and the testing I've done over the last two years and a bit. Or probably about two years almost to the day. So let's say two years, um, exactly two years, let's say, okay, for argument's sake. So, I was approached by Cool Air Products to look at, test, review uh, AC Smart Seal Quick Shot. And I wrote an article about it on HVACKNOWITALL.COM. Okay, the, the article is older now, but I wrote an article on the, the, um, the first interaction, okay? And, and the first impressions and all that kind of stuff. So, this is probably a year after me writing this article and this is two years into me touching the product so being skeptical of the product of products like that I was ignorant and assuming and I painted the product under the same brush as as I've heard in the past oh it clogs up systems it ruins your gauges it does this that and and the other and I'm not saying these types of products in the past haven't done that because they probably have. Okay, so I was like, uh, you know what, I don't think so. But they sent me some samples anyway, sitting in my truck and for a long time. 
And I came across a walk-in cooler that was 15 years plus in age, okay? They were thinking about replacing it maybe in the future sometime, but it also had a brand new backup. Brand new backup, okay? So I'm like, this thing has a history of leaks. And every time we, we leak test it, we find something, but then we like six months to nine months later, there's, it's short of gas again. So we got to do something here. So I went to the, uh, the facilities, the facilities manager. And I'm like, listen, this unit's old. We've got an issue with it leaking gas all the time. And it seems that we might have a leak potentially, um, where the piping runs through the concrete. I I don't know, but, or maybe in the evaporator that we, we can't pick up And he's like, try the product you're talking about. So 15 years plus, had a backup. It was like perfect, perfect scenario for this. So we put it in and uh, my Testo gauges were were attached. All right. Um, And it went leak free for like a year. For like a year, okay? It was every six to nine months we were back topping the thing up. A year later, it still had its full charge in it. So I know it works. That was one scenario, okay? So since then, I've put it in uh, another walk-in cooler, a server room unit, a residential unit. Um, I've used it about seven times, and every single time it's been on a system that's been about 15 years old that I suspect it had a porous evaporator. So all my testing has been done on older units that I thought had a porous evap. Okay, I also put the product into a little bit of water in a bottle. That bottle of water is still rolling around in my truck. And the reason I did that, and I'll tell you the reason I did it, is because in the past, these polymer-based sealants, when, when they react to air and, and moisture, they harden up. Okay, um, I wanted to prove to myself if it did or didn't harden up when it came into contact with moisture or, or air. Okay, So it's in a bottle with air in it and water in it. And because it's an oil-based product that went in and it kind of separated like oil and water, mix it around. It's been in my truck for a year, bouncing around. It still looks like oil and water. There's zero hard deposits in the bottle. Okay. So we, we didn't gum up anything. Okay. Um, the other thing I've done, the other thing I've done is I've taken one of the most sensitive leak detectors on the market that it was sent out to me by TrueTech Tools as a, a demo and review product. And that was the DTEC Stratus um, electronic leak detector. So I added Smart Seal to this, this unit where the evaporator is getting changed anyway. It's been sitting, the evaporator has been sitting on the floor for like a year and a half, the new one in, in the room. And the reason we haven't changed it is because the room, it's a server room, it's so overloaded with equipment, they didn't want us to shut the machine down. They didn't want us to shut it down. So the evaporator has a leak in it. Okay, I use the Inficon cloud hunting, which gives you a readout and PPM of the leak rate. Before I put the smart seal in, I had 25 PPM leak rate right, right at the leak, um, right at the leak site. Okay. I put it in and it was in there for a few days circling around and it dropped down to about one PPM over a few days. Okay. If I go back now 
I'm going to guarantee you, I shouldn't say guarantee, but I'm going to make an educated guess that we're probably down to zero. Because after a few days, it went from 25 to, to one. I'm going, I'm going to make an educated guess that it's down to zero because of the effectiveness it had so quickly. So these are the tests I've done in several units in different applications Okay, that all had, in my mind, porous evaporators. Okay, um, they're all over 15 years old. I've tested it in water and exposed it to air. Nothing happened to it except what oil and water does. And I used the most, well, one of the most sensitive leak detectors on the market to prove that it was actually sealing up a leak. Okay, my testo gauges have been on it. The systems that I've put it in are still running, except for one of them, which was switched out. I made a little video on that a couple weeks back where we didn't get the job to switch out the machine, but until the machine was replaced, the smart seal was still in there and it was still running. So two years of testing, okay? And, and the reason I'm making this is so anytime I get into an argument, I can post a link to this, this podcast and say, please listen to this. This is what I've done with this product. And please don't paint all these products with the same brush because they're not all the same. They're, they're not all the same. Okay. Um, I recently seen a chart that compares all of these products with each other. And um, the, the chart was, was kind of cool. Now, that chart, I'm not sure if that's public information or not, but I, I seen a chart and, and, and it lines up with, with all my testing and all my research. It, it all lines up together. And the fact that we're non-toxic and non-flammable with this product as well, and it's, it's eco-friendly, it's, it's actually considered a green product, is um is a bonus to that okay so anyway guys nobody's telling you to go around and fix leaks by injecting this stuff into the system what i want you to do is leak check the system leak check the system thoroughly with a good electronic leak detector okay soap soap bubbles is good but sometimes you need an electronic leak detector because it prevents you from spraying everything with soap and making a mess trust me You'll enjoy it. If you don't have one, you will enjoy using an electronic leak detector thoroughly. Okay, so thoroughly leak check that system. When you're done leak checking the system, if you find the leak and it's somewhere that's very, very easy to fix, like on a joint on the discharge line or a joint um, on, the, on, the, on the suction line going into the compressor or whatever, fix it. Pull out your torches and fix it. But if it's in the evaporator, in the middle of the evaporator, okay, you probably have formicary corrosion. The evaporator pores, the, 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 the copper pores, that's where it's leaking from. It's the, the copper has become so thin that we're basically leaking out of the pores of the metal. You can't fix that because anytime I've seen a coil in that condition that's, that's had dye in it, you shine a light to it and there's not just one leak spot or one leak site. There's several and you're not fixing those. You're going to tear into a two ton evaporator and spend a day fixing it and build a customer like 1200 bucks to fix an evaporator that might not last much longer. Okay. So this gives you an option. It's uh, it gives the customer an option and it gives them an affordable one to get by for a while until you can replace the system. Okay. Um, 
And because of the testing I've done, I'm, I'm more than comfortable using it and telling everybody they can use it and they can use it safely inside of a machine. If you use it in the correct application. For me, the correct application is a porous of app with a leak rate of not more than 20% a year of its, of its total charge. That's the correct application as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, guys, this rant is over. Like I said, I just wanted to make that for everybody that I'm having these discussions with. I can play it for or send them the link and they can listen. Okay, so they can educate themselves the way I've done. Anyway, let's get on to the tool reviews real quick. Okay, guys, just quickly before we get to the review of the tools, I'm just going to give you a tip and tell you about a couple of things. If you're going to use a Viper wet rag, and I may have told you guys this before, if you're going to use it, what I need you to do is before you try to put it around a pipe, take some in your hand and kind of knead it in your hand to get rid of those air bubbles. Pop those air bubbles out because that will help you apply the product better around the pipe. I know it's helped me in the past to do this. So take it out and kind of mold it around, knead it around in your hands, pop those air bubbles. You can feel them kind of crackling and popping as you do it and then put it around the component you're trying to protect. Okay, that's just a little tip for you guys. Um, Dan Foss has a bunch of e-lessons out. Um, the one that caused a lot of engagement the other week there was the one on filter dryers talking about flowing nitrogen. But the conversation wasn't whether or not to flow nitrogen. It was to, to point out to flow nitrogen in the direction of the dryer. Now, I was trying to think about this. Why would we want to do that? Well, on a filter dryer, the filter is at the back end of the dryer. It's on the outlet, right? So if we were to do it the opposite way, that filter is going to catch stuff coming through the outlet of the dryer, coming into the outlet. Now, when we start up the system, when we force flow through the other direction, anything that was caught in there is going to get pushed back into the system, right? So to be safe, if there's any debris floating around, while we're brazing it up, flowing nitrogen through the dryer in the direction, it's going to catch at that filter on the outlet. Okay, does that make sense to you guys? It's going to catch on that filter on the outlet. So when we start up the system, we're going to continue to force refrigerant in that same direction and that debris is going to be caught. It's not going anywhere. It's not going to get forced back into the system. So I'm going to leave a link to that in the podcast notes. So you guys go check that stuff out. And also, guys, remember True Tech Tools, 8% off your purchase at True Tech Tools, okay? Using promo code KNOWITALL. Now let's get to the reviews. This segment of the podcast is brought to you by Harago, a trades-only platform helping you find the right job or the right candidate. Harago.com, best in trade. Okay, so let's do these tool reviews real quick, okay? They're pretty basic, and they're pretty simple to use, so it won't take very long to describe them. So the first one we're going to talk about is the Testo 410i. It's a rotating vane anemometer, okay? It's literally like six inches long or, or just a bit under. Um, fits right in my hand, okay? It has a, a, a small propeller, okay? Um at the top. Now when that propeller moves, it gives you a feedback on the Smart Probe's app of how fast the air is moving, the velocity of the air, and you can choose if you want to read it in feet per minute or meters per second. Okay, um, I, I like to use feet per minute, and it's got a little arrow at the top showing you the direction that the air should be moving in. Okay, um, it also measures temperature. 
which is a very cool feature of the tool. So once you hit the um, once you hit the, the smart probes app in your mobile device, tablet or phone, okay, and you open that up, you're going to turn the tool on, and when it starts flashing green, it's connected up. You're going to see the readings right away. Right away, you're going to see them. So this tool is awesome for basically traversing a grill, okay, return or supply grill. And when I say traverse, I mean taking the tool, moving it across in a downward pattern, back and forth, zigzagging, kind of a circular zigzag, not like a, a, a sharp spike zigzag, but a circular zigzag. When you get to the, the end of the grill, just kind of moving it side to side, back and forth across until you get to the bottom. So you start at the top, get to the bottom, okay? And you, and you want to move the tool in a very, you want, you want to move it slowly and you want to move it consistently to get your readings, okay? Now that's pretty much it. That's, that's how you use it. Okay, and um, the other one we're going to talk about here quickly is the 405i hot wire anemometer. Okay, this one here, um, same thing, start up the app, flashes green, you're connected. Now, this is telescopic, okay, and it's about, let me see here, it's about 14 and a half inches or so that it kind of extends out to. So, it's great for sliding into, into duct work to traverse a duct. Okay, the way a hot wire anemometer works is it's got a, a hot wire, okay, that the wire heats up. The rate at which the wire is cooled is the rate of how fast the air is moving. It's, it's, it's directly, correl it's, it, it, there's a correlation between how fast the air is cooled and how fast the air is moving. Okay, now this is great. Now, if, if you have, let's say you have a supply duct, okay, um, and you can't traverse in the same fashion as the the rotating vane you can't go up to a grill and go across it if you're going inside of a duct it's different you need to drill holes into the duct okay and then you need to traverse it that way so the last one i did and, and my video on, on uh, youtube you can go watch it basically i was calculating actual heat output of a of a rooftop unit. And I, I did make a mistake in that video. I was way too close to the heat exchanger when I put my, my temperature probe in there. Okay. So if you watch it, just understand that, that I made that mistake. And I would, and if I would, if I was to do it again, I'd try to get a little further away from the heat exchanger. But if you watch that video, you'll get kind of an example of, of how you traverse a duct with pre-drilled holes. If there's not pre-drilled holes, you'll probably need to drill them yourself. Now, in the example that I did in the video, there was three holes in a, I think it was a 16 by 12 duct. I, I might be wrong on that number, but let's just go with that example. So there was three hole, holes drilled across the width of the duct. Okay, now I took nine points. So I stuck the, the hot wire anemometer in the first hole. It's fur, furthest away from, from the entrance. And then I took a midpoint and then closest to the entrance. So there was three points there. So in the, in the second hole, I did the same thing. There was six points. Third hole, I did the same thing. There was nine points. So that's how you traverse the duct. You got to capture um, different points, but the Smart Probes app will average that out for you, which, which is pretty, pretty awesome. Okay, um, so those are the two tools. They're very helpful when you need to troubleshoot airflow issues, okay? Um, one thing 
I'm going to give you caution about. And this is something that confuses me a lot because I don't do enough of it. So maybe do some research, some homework for you. When you're, when you're calculating airflow of a grill, okay, um, that grill has, has openings and then it's got like metal framing okay, in between those openings. So you need to calculate the free area of, the, of that grill, Okay, you need to enter it into the Smart Probes app when when you're calculating it. Now there's there's a bunch of articles out there on this. Okay, on effective area versus free area, and you need to know this stuff. And and a lot of manufacturers um, they can give you the uh, the specs. They can give you the specs on this, and a lot of times they they give it back to you in an AK factor. So you need to do your homework on this um, because if you're checking a grill and you don't put in the free area into the smart probes app, you're not going to get the proper reading because you need to take it into account that there's a restriction on that grill, right? Because of the, the framing and, and, and the louvers in between. Anyway, that was just a quick review on the two tools and the differences between them. And by the way, they both do, they both do temperature, like I said. So we had the rotating vane and anemometer. Okay. Which is great for traversing grills supply and return and then we have the hot wire anemometer which is great for traversing ductwork okay um that's it in a nutshell guys happy hvacking